We're back again with a ninth edition of Beauty GPS in the Raw. I'm your navigator, Mary Shook. Today, licensed esthetician Brenda Keller joins us in the hot seat because there really is no one in the skincare industry achieving the dramatic non-surgical results in the treatment room, especially like this. We're talking 10 years back. Brenda discusses what she's learned about skin after practicing skincare for nearly 40 years and why she decided Botox and fillers were not her fountain of youth. This is our longest raw episode because we cover a lot of skincare, dermatological, and skincare industry topics that consumers kind of seem to be confused about. Now sit back and enjoy the show. And thanks for listening. Brenda Keller, welcome to the hot seat. Thanks, Mary. Saturdays are your big days too, so I appreciate you taking your time out on a Saturday. By all means. To speak sure. with our listeners. So you're a licensed esthetician and what I consider a true skin whisperer, because if people throw that term around a lot, the media will catch on to someone that's trendy or a person that's trendy and not really seek out the true skin whisperers out there. Mm-hmm. But that's because you're kind of like an underground secret. You've been a practitioner as an esthetician for how many years now? Well, I started in 1981. So I tried to figure things out early without any, you know, real information out there. That's a long time. And it's a long time to be in an industry that has changed drastically. I mean, we have been through oh, all indeed. kinds of stuff. So what, what, yeah. what was it like back then when you first started? You know, we had to get a cosmetology license for one. You know, luckily, I felt very lucky to have an instructor at school who she had been an esthetician for years, and that was unheard of. I was so lucky because I was faced with people that I actually knew from my past, and they were opening a skincare salon. And I was walking down the street one day, ran into my friend who was going to be part of this business, and and she said, well, what have you been up to? And I told her, she said, you have a job. Now, that was just unheard of. So I'm in cosmetology school, but my focus was skincare because I couldn't do hair if my life depended upon it. And so... Here I I was. I I walked into this magnificent opportunity in Toledo, Ohio, and we had the most interesting concept. There was a computer going on. There was custom blending of the skincare. I mean, I walked into this miracle. It was so high tech. So, So my opportunity was you know, just out of this world. We had so much, um, you know, that we had to figure out on our own, basically. A facial was $25. Everybody thought a facial was makeup. And so that was a whole education bench for, you know, to helping our clients understand to, you know, help them take care of their skin. So, you know, we were real pioneers, you know, with, with that business. So that's that's basically, oh um, how, you know, I got my information from the owner who she owned a cosmetic company and suddenly, you know, here she is, she's, she's doing the skincare business. And so she had the factory to make the skincare and the additives that we put into the product. I feel very lucky to have had 
you know, that start. <laughs> there wasn't a lot out there. Did you have machines back then? Like, like what, well, what was a normal facial like? There were devices, but it was very simplistic. And as I, you know, I don't recall having, you know, um, even high frequency or galvanic or anything like that. You know, it was mainly, it was all very manual. A lot, you know, massage and masks. This, it was a, it, you know, it was the skincare. I can't remember anymore, Mary. <laughs> but well, um, you're talking about the '80s, it, and you're talking about a different time. Yeah, and I, yes, you're exactly. About, you're talking about Ohio. It, yes, it was. So it was really Ohio simple. was very different. Yeah, and it's like yes. being from a neighboring state in Kentucky. I didn't even know there was something called a facial. That's, My mother. That's that's right. That, exactly. I have been in the modeling industry, so I had a little bit of privy into that world. But you know, we we were still well, taking care of people's skin, and and that was you know, and that and that was the beginning of being able to really set the wheels in motion. I think that it was a, a really magnificent thing to be able to custom blend our product, and people felt special with it. You know, they felt like they were getting something just for them. What, what was a custom blend like? Well, we had a, a lab in the back, and what we would do is we would analyze people's skin. We would feed everything into the computer and tell us what infusions to put into the product, the cleansers, the creams. Um, and we had, we had Agiline. I just remember the blue Agiline. But, but honestly, there was a whole row of, of different specialty ingredients and so forth. So we would, you know, we'd go back to the lab and pump it in to the, you know, base product and mix it up. And everybody, you know, got their own formula. Well, this is already revolutionary, and it's not typical for setting the scene of the 1980s. So you, you, no. like you said, are very lucky you had this super advanced very lucky, yes. setup. And in an era of no information, you know, we suddenly were really empowered by, you know, this company. What was the name we, of the company? Um, it was called Envelier, and in French, it means to embellish. It was a very busy place. We did hair removal at the time. We did something called Removatron, <laughs> and it was <laughs> no, but it, just, it. it reminds me of, uh, it's like all the, the, the um, 80s yeah. and 90s movies. I know. Kind of like, this is robotic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, it was so, it was, it was really, it was not an easy process to do because it was one hair at a time. It would take like, I think 30 seconds or something for each hair. And I don't think it ever worked. But again, for those, Ohio, this is massively I know. advanced for the industry it was of so that advanced. era. Yeah. So you're already partially a chemist because you're learning about all these ingredients, which is still right. way beyond even what right. people learn to this day. Right, like you have exactly. to go out of your way to learn about these ingredients and know what yes. the formulations. The opportunity, my gosh, to be able to, uh, you know, learn all those ingredients and how a, a product works, to custom blend it and analyze people's skin uh, was, it was, I couldn't have asked for more. The advantage of being able to make a product work the best that it could for somebody. Uh, so that's basically, that's how it all got started in my, my career. Wow. 
people get French trained. They have, like, yeah. I don't think that there's enough, because there's this huge trend of where there's a lot of solo estheticians now, and they go straight from their schooling yeah. to being a solo practitioner, and they don't yeah. have that experience and that training. And I think that saying just see an esthetician is not enough. Saying seeing a seasoned esthetician is crucial. And I think that yeah. there, there needs to be a discerning. Like, everyone has to have a learn, but I think those people, I had my learning points because I went straight from the school. I actually hard, already had a practice with lash extensions, and then I went into learning about skin as I went along. And I would have loved to have learned some kind of mentorship, but thank God I'm a yeah. a, a big book nerd and research nerd, right. so I, I'm a pretty right. good study. And Indeed, and, and, you know, these days, you know, there are a lot of books out there now. Back then, there was, you know, we, we didn't have any real books. You know, I can remember, yeah. I still have the books that I own now, you know, from back then that are, <laughs> they're vintage now, <laughs> but, <laughs> but they're, you know, they were what, they were what we held on to. Like, I remember this little paperback book, I still have it, and it was, um, I know, it was a Georgette Klinger, and I just peeled over that Ooh. book. Oh, my goodness. Like, it, and what wow. was there was another, DM first of uh, book of Beauty, and I still have that, and, you know, it was just, wow. uh, you know, those those were a couple books that, um, you know, they seemed like Bibles at the time for us. Yeah, yeah, here it is. I'm looking at my bookshelf right now. This was one. It was called Georgette Klinger's Skin Care, and it had... <laughs> I'll have to send you a picture of it. It says, the world's leading authority provides the first at-home guide to maintaining healthy, glowing complexion at any age. Wow. Legends. Yeah. Legends. So, yeah, there are like, there, okay. there's like massage techniques and, oh, my gosh, this is so awesome. I could use this today. Like, this is amazing. <laughs> Um, I have so many crazy books that um, it's unbelievable, you know, being in the industry for for all this time. And we all, you know, have our crazy books. But, yeah, this is so sweet. But that's, you know, those are the things that we had. I have a room with books all the way around it, like like their bookshelves all the way around the room. There were just a few books that were really meaningful back then that, you know, tried to save us. Tried to save us? Yes. <laughs> Tried to save us, but we didn't make so many mistakes. That's what's happening right now. We're just using a podcast to try to save us. Yes, us exactly. So, but you know what I love right now is the fact that what's old is still new. And, it, you know, the tried it, and true. Yes, it is. And, and that's what I often say to my clients these days. I can tell you that there are many changes, but I am telling you that the basis of everything is really quite holistic. And the things that I do are in that bent because they work. Oftentimes, you know, the best thing is an amazing massage. Take some time, you know, and really massage people's faces. It it transforms them, not only physically, but they feel like they've never felt before. You know what's fascinating, too, is that everyone's getting back to basics. Like, the press is, like, all of a sudden, they are. Oh, look at this jade tool and this and that. And my clients are like, it's been around, like, 15 years ago. 
I know exactly. Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> I have my right my jade rollers that I bought a hundred years ago. Right, exactly. And they're in you know the little box oh, and everything. Right they made noise. Yeah. They popped out. That's of right. Things. They squeak. Exactly. They jade. totally squeak. They squeak. Yeah. And that's yeah. The they were terrible. Wash out tools because. Uh, yeah. They don't squeak. Yeah, they were horrible. <laughs> And the new generation is like thinking it's new, and it's like okay, it's it's not really new, but I don't care no. about that. I care about the stuff that's new, that's not safe, and that's what's being promoted. That's, yes, because there's no yes. education, and these PR companies and other people are coming into the editors' desks and selling them marketing, and so they're like, we've got this clinical data, which is not really clinical data, and it just it turns into this very dangerous situation that we as estheticians mm -hmm. are now mm -hmm. in the position of having to deal with and this is where mm -hmm. I'm upset and when you go on on the internet now it's opinion it's marketing most of it's built around marketing and it's, it's yes. even as a professional it's hard to steer around that marketing because then when you start to look yes. in and deep, dig deep in you're like oh wait this is not that or that's yep. not going to do that or that's going to break someone out or that's going to cause inflammation and it's, it's I, I think I want to cry about all this marketing because it's just the customer's like, well, but the FDA. I was like, no, FDA is not protecting you. That's it's not right. exactly. and that's, to vet any of this. Yeah. And that's why I kind of say, okay, I don't have an opinion wholeheartedly about what's out over the counter. You know, I can't. I can't say that I've seen anything that's so fantastic. Like, I, I can't. After looking at your work through time, I see a difference in the postings that you're doing because there's a lot more inflammation in people even in the last year or in the last two years. Yes, right? There were yes, before. you're right. So this, this yep. is a, a chronic epidemic that I'm seeing, even just through the yes. storytelling that you're putting on your Instagram, is that this this is what I'm saying is showing up, and it's it's making me so upset and so depressed. Yes. What, it could be even just from one cream. I'm like, I have people that just use one thing that's different, and then that's when their faces just blow up, and it's just because yes. they saw something on social media from some German right. doctor or whatever. It's, exactly. It's, it's that's control. right. So, um, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so you better order it now or you're going to be ugly, you know. You know, having Instagram and so forth, I mean, it is. They do tell an amazing story, you know, of the past few years of what people's skin has turned into or been like. Some people would argue, well, these people are going for skin treatment, so maybe that's what's happening. And it's just like, no, I'm being sent new people that have never done right. anything. And all of a sudden they picked up, like, a skincare products because they read a, it was the latest thing from Korea. That's right. And their skin's yes. reacting, and everyone's taking right. forever to heal from these reactions. That's yes. the issue. It's not. It's, it's not a lifestyle mm -hmm. issue. This is a, a yeah. product issue. Yeah. Even the makeup artists are being sent to me by other models that are reacting to stuff because they're like, "Hey, you need to go see her so she can educate you on what you're using right. on our faces because you just made me react." And so that's where I'm at is now I'm in this, this position of education and saying, you know, get past mm. the marketing. I'm telling you, I am the yep. focus group. I am That's right. then speaking to other estheticians that are also data that I'm collecting, and it's mm -hmm. all saying the same thing now. And again, mm -hmm. I go back to thanking Lori Creek for finally talking some sense into me, saying, hey, it's not even just some HA. I think it's all HA. All of it, yes.
Yes, and these products are complicated. That they're, you know, they're they're a complicated yeah. product, and I guess that's why I kind of turn to the Victoria DM because they're not complicated products. Each peptide is not complicated. There are all these ingredients out there that are um, a little wacky, you know, or they've got too much fragrance or, you know, they're just untested. So there's just a, there's just too much that our skin has to cope with. And that's what I was getting tired of. I'm just, I want better. I think there's going to be a, a big coming to Jesus moment for our industry to, to reel it in and to not be doing all these crazy things with like plasma and other types of services right. that are eventually, again, going to have problems yeah. down the road. These Band-Aids have yeah. got to stop. And, yeah. and just picking up on the newest anything just to do it because it's new, because you can advertise that, is, is not without consequence now. And, and that's the whole thing, you know, is that if you can't foresee with, let's say, the plasma, if you can't gauge and figure out, you know, what that thing is doing to your skin from other things that you've witnessed that you wouldn't think of doing because it has this, you know, repercussion off of it, you've got to look at that. You've got to, you know, you've got to really, you've got to make a decision that, you know what this thing is doing. It's not a, a good modality because it's it's not going to last and you're only degrading the skin. You know, it looks, you know, yeah. pretty initially, but, uh, yeah, our skin can't take the heat again. So it's it's kind of like, you know, when you lay in the sun all the time, it makes your skin and the system of it brittle. You know, it doesn't, you know, yeah. feel soft anymore. It doesn't feel pliable. It's being dehydrated. Blubbery. It's being radiated. Yes. Too yeah. much heat. So yes. Yes. What was exactly. skin like back then? What was people's skin in general like? And, yeah, and how is skin different from back question. then, different than today? It's a vague memory in a dark room that, you know, we were in humidity. <laughs> and I remember the walls, you know, being wet because of the steam and everything. Those those are my memories. But, you know, it's, <laughs> because it's humid in Ohio. Um, and it was always like, oh, my goodness, look what's happening in here. And I was new. And so I'm like, how do I make this all right, you know? <laughs> I used to wear, you know, nurse's shoes because I didn't want to make a sound. Um, yeah, it was really a lot different, you know. We, we would get in trouble if we talked and, you know, things like that. So, um except to find out the basics. But people's skin, they were more interested in getting their makeup done at the end than they kind of were taking care of the skin itself. So let me just say that. So it was a lot of work to to turn that tide. A client would say, well, I want to come in and get my makeup done. But what they really meant was they wanted to get a facial. Let's fast forward then, though. You don't have the years that Jagger has, but you're, you're about to hit 60, and you've seen a lot, and you've done a lot yes. as far as with yourself over time. And, and what, what did right, you start right. doing, and when did you start doing, like, fillers and things like that? And, yeah. and tell us okay. about kind of your own journey. Yeah. Um, well, you know, I had really bad acne, and that's probably what, you know, catapulted me into um, the industry somehow. 
through osmosis. I walked out of a bad dermatology experience one day and I'm walking down the hallway. I'm probably 17 and I'm thinking there has to be a better way. Like I really literally said those words out loud. Here I am. I'm in school. And after trying college, and it was really painful because there wasn't anything, you know, creative. So go to school, get the jobs, go to another job. I actually and moved out here to Phoenix, Arizona in 1988. And in 1988, it was booming out here, you know, and the kind of clientele out here is much different <laughs> than Ohio. They were getting facelifts and they were at that time too, you know, of course. And there weren't any fillers or Botox back then, but we get into the era of alpha hydroxy acids, the glycolic boom. And, you know, that was a, a, you know, a whole other thing. But in the meantime, I'm being introduced to, you know, things like Retin-A and that kind of thing because of my acne. Like I still could not get it under control. You know, I was young. Mm. And back then, you know, there weren't you know, you took antibiotics and you use Cleosin tea and, you know, that still probably happens today. I was in my um, mid-30s and I had this client who uh, whose husband was a doctor and I say, I got Botox before Botox was Botox. And she talked to me one day, she said, Let, let's do your Botox. And I, I'm like, well, what's that? She's like, oh, you'll just love it. She's like, let's have him, Ooh. you know, put it in your, you know, forehead and you won't have any wrinkles. Like I had wrinkles, you know, at my mid-30s. Nobody barely does, yeah. you know, unless, you know, right? it's just genetic or, Ooh. you know, they've done too much sun. Here I am. I've got Botox. And, and, and at 30 years or so you're not really going to see much going on like like it doesn't do much you know it doesn't yeah. it doesn't improve anything it doesn't you know I mean you're not you know you're not fixing anything but these days they say it's supposed to be preventative and I can tell you that I don't find it so preventative you know I find it unnecessary no. at that point that's all I did for a long time and then I went into another scenario where, okay, I'm in my early 50s. So all these years have gone by. And it wasn't as though I did Botox, you know, time after time, you know, because you don't need it. Those That first time was more of a let's see what happens kind of scenario. What made you repeat the injection? Because you're like, oh, someone just injected me. I didn't really need it. I don't know because what I'm supposed to see, was, but I'll do it again. Yeah, it was, it was pressure, you know. It was, you know, it was becoming a thing. And so often, that's what these all these things are about. Oh, my gosh, I don't want to be left out, you know. Uh, I want to, you know, okay. see what this is all about. You know, it, it, it often leads to that kind of mentality over society, regardless of if it's doing anything necessarily. Um, it's still, you know, the thing to do. Now I'm in my early 50s. You know, when you're around it, you're like, oh, my goodness, I, I really... I, I can see that my face is not what it used to be, and I want mm -hmm. I want to pick it up, you know. And so that was the first time I had fillers done, and I've had many kinds of fillers, the kind all over your face, the kind in areas, the kind in another area, and it looked fine. It looked good. I look back at pictures and my face looks full and it looks, you know, round and that kind of thing. If it can be done right, well, okay, in some cases, you know, it can be 
helpful for some people. But I don't know. I look back on pictures and I just think, you know, I like my face now better without anything in it. And I feel healthier. And I feel as though it doesn't have to be as glamorous as what that can make you. You know, I, I like my real face. You express some kind of regret to the fillers. Like what was the well, point yeah, to, you know, I want to okay, stop this? Yeah, so it came to a point where I had been in the cosmetic offices, derm, plastic, and I finally, you know, I'm I'm away from it, and I feel less inclined to, to get it done, and I had I come to a point of break-off, and I... I was seeing all the things that in one particular office that the lasers were doing to people's skin. And now I see, you know, years now down the road of people what those things have done. And I'm just saying, I'm not saying good, bad, or indifferent. All I say is what I see. That is that is what yeah. my clients like about me is I will tell them the truth, what what I see. And my opinion. For me, when I first got started, when people weren't doing yes. lasers, when they weren't doing all these things to their faces, yes. everything was a lot easier. Now it's like raising the... Yeah. It, it, it's a lot of correction work. And then in the end, there's a disappointment because it doesn't hold. And, you know, and then it's, this wasn't good, so what do I do next? And so that's how we get ourselves into this vortex. None of it's really satisfying. We're supposed to be healthy, aging human beings in doing our best. And, and there are a lot of things these days that accomplish that without having to, um, you know, really go overboard and, um, you know, put, put things in our faces that ultimately could be our downfall. It really is doing ultimate damage down the road. And I can speak, you know, from, from experience with being, um, you know, compromised by you know, the things that have done damage internally because they existed there. These doctors are telling these kids that it's preventative and there's nothing preventative about it. You know, what's preventative is maybe behavior modification of how you express yourself. You know, are you making that that smirk all the time? Are you thinking with your forehead? Are you clenching your, you know, your jaw and the corners of your mouth? Those are the things that wear our faces out. And, you know, that's part of a big part of what I talk about with people. I want to make sure the listeners know we're not against all of these things. It's not about being natural versus not. No. We've seen a long-term effect after witnessing hundreds of people and right. what it's we been finally doing, have longevity. Not, That's right. Yep. Yep. Now we're seeing the long term, and it's not about yep. whether the doctor was good or not, or the machine was good right. or not. Nothing it, to do with it. Right. It's a, a, a continuous thing. Again, there's not a lot of people that have had the amount of time in the treatment room that you've had that have seen the gamut and experienced the gamut of things that are out there. Because a lot of it's like, well, you know, I just don't think this is right. But they never went through it. And it's just like, for me, I never did the chemical peel thing because I was just like, hmm, yeah. burning people's faces off oh my God. doesn't sound right. <laughs> I, I used to do, no, I'll tell you what, I used to do peels on myself, Mary, that my skin dripped, Ooh. you know, like, like it oh. reeked. And I, oh. I, yeah, okay, I did that so too. Oh, I did. Ooh. Huh? Oh yeah! One like time I even did it. Oh yeah. Uh huh. One time I even tried it with. Oh, how about some? You know, I was still using Retin A. 
but oh, oh, oh. that's not gonna happen. Oh my god. Oh my. Oh my god. My skin was dripping. Yeah. Even though you went through all of that, you still don't have the inflammation that no, I do not have. As much that's as you correct. Eat up your skin. You do right. not have that inflammation, and that's my point. Explaining to everyone, we have a severe problem, and as much as your skin was weeping from chemical peels, multiple over time right. at a time that's I, critical of cellular growth, yes. you're still not having the skin problems that all these other people are having. That's correct. And and so much of it, you know, so much of it, it's almost like it's stuck inflammation. And then you yeah. just are reactive forever. You've experienced things. I haven't experienced yeah. the fillers or the Botox or any of that. And it's because of what I saw on people's skin. And so that's, that's right. why I was like, mm, I don't think so. And then I thought, well, maybe just if people have a really good hand and a good eye and they do tinier amounts mm-hmm. in like... No, because what happens, right. like I said, we're paralyzed for, think about how, how many months. Paralyzed. Six, 12 yeah. months. You know, I would always go 12 months in between. I'll just say that. Time, yeah. that's why I brought you on because you've learned from these things. And my point is the proofs in your Instagram. The, the fact is, is that you've got dozens of photos of before and afters of things that mm-hmm. are non-surgically done where you've right. done muscles right. that have released right. and granular yes. skin that has yes. softened. I mean, there's, yes. there's so much that's happened and it's really about mm-hmm. the basics in creating that. It is. It is. It's what our body recognizes. Yeah. You know, it, it's, it's not, you know, it's not necessarily meant to be um, you know, overheated, um, overstimulated. Uh, it's not. It's not meant to be paralyzed or filled up. You know, our. You know, our bodies can um, respond very nicely, and we're losing support anyway. We're losing collagen. We're losing elastin. As we age, we're going. You know, into lack of hormones uh, through menopause and and so forth, and and. Ultimately, what I find is that there is a degradation of the, uh, you know, the padding of our skin. It doesn't build it up the laser. It only, you know, tends to, I feel like it deflates everything because it's that our body's not supposed to have that kind of heat in our skin applied to it. It cannot tolerate it over and over again. I mean, there are doctors out there who will do a light dusting of laser every month. And that is just, oh my goodness, people cannot, right, they cannot tolerate it. I can just say, you know, some clients, I can pick their skin up. You know, it has no support underneath. And I'm not talking about, yeah, okay, so people with thin skin, yes. But I'm talking about just, you know, your average person, you know, that's had too many of these treatments done and, you know, they, they still have that loss of, it's a laxity to the skin, ultimately. Like it, they lost I, the elastin. That's right. They lost the elastin. They lost the, you know, adipose tissue almost as well, you know. Yeah. Um, and, most people, and most people who get these things done, Honestly, they really have thin skin, 
and that thin skin it that he hits the you know lack of integrity and depth to this to a thin skin person anyway and there's nowhere for that energy to go you know i've just seen so many people you know lose lose the uh integrity of their skin and it it becomes very uh lax and you can't keep filling it up with filler then because the filler is you know it's it's a it's not a replacement for anything it, it truly isn't because it goes away for one ultimately, and then what you're left with is tissue that has been compromised by the spread of that ingredient going in. And so, what you were saying about my own regrets is yes, there there are particular places on my face that I have a really hard time trying to correct. And it's not because of age, but it's because I because I can feel underneath the separation of where the filler went in. I can feel where it's almost it's really difficult to repair that space again, and because it sits there for a long time, you know that ingredient that goes into our face, and then it wears off, and then you have to fill it back up again to fill the space and then fill out the volume. Who knows what, what the, you know, what it would have been like had, had the space of mine not had these things done to it. You know, who knows? We don't know. I look at the side of it as I want to know, you know, how am I going to fix it? And I want to know those things and I want, I've figured them out. You know, I, I'm going to help people as much as I can. It's not easy. That being said, you know, there, there are ways to, to heal your skin, there are ways, you know, with ingredients, with, with treatments and so forth. And the skin can be rejuvenated. I'm not saying it cannot. And like the picture I sent you, you know, was when I started doing treatments and really giving up, you know, the fillers and the Botox. It was um, definitely impressive, you know, what can happen with re-energizing the system of the skin, you know, with say microcurrent or just active ingredients through your professional. There really uh, is so much to be said about massage and lymphatic drainage. You know, that's my always my first line of defense when I work with a new client, especially not to mention my regular clients, but that is where I start is everybody has a lymph problem. You know, they have an excess yeah of the toxin that, you know, it's how our body operates. It's where, you know, it's our drain. It's it's where our everything goes that, you know, shouldn't be there and it gets recycled and it needs to be managed because it doesn't have its own way of, of being managed by flowing. So doing massage even on yourself, you know, every day just to, to get it to, you know, move out. That's a whole other subject, but lymph, ages us like nothing and it inflames us like nothing you know we have it sitting there because we're sedentary now you know we're not running around like we used to and that can happen with age as well but there's so much to be said about you know our lymph health and you know how much water we're drinking and um, you know how much we're moving we have to have a good attitude we have to we have to work on happiness because it just doesn't you know occur <laughs> sometimes things happen in life but but you know that's all part of the health you know of the skin and and there is a way 
there is a way to heal the skin and it may not be exactly what you are hoping for, but if you want to go the the route of being holistic and not putting things into your face anymore and really trying, you know, and walking the path on the journey, you know, you can get it done. It might take a year or so, but it's possible. Well, what do you do? So, so you do the lymphatic drainage. You're talking about microcurrent. Like how often are you doing this to yourself? What did you yeah. do? As far as well, walk it, it, me through the process. Okay, so you have brought to us in our industry an astonishing device that in our treatment room we can literally change the contour and the help and the attitude of a client. Like it's amazing what what has happened with with this device of yours. So I thank you for that. The 20 Hertz Pro has en- enlivened everything to us. I feel like it, it, it untethers the skin. It can have a chance to not lay so tight because that's what a laser does is it tightens and it, you know, draws like a saran wrap, you know, everything together. And that's not good. That's not healthy, juicy tissue. That's something that has been shriveled up. And that's not going to respond very easily for us. You know, if someone doesn't have, you know, privy to a sound machine, then, you know, doing massage and every day almost to get it, to get it to wake up, to get blood flow, you know, to get, to get the um, natural hyaluronic working for us again. I didn't expect to go here. I, I, I wanted to know what your skincare journey was for you. I know. but And what the time, what, what, what's, what's happened? Like, yeah, this is from part of it, and though. after? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yes. So this is all part of it because it's such a, uh, the 20 Hertz Pro is such a healing device that it is such an integral part of, of really getting people you know, in in a healthy state because you have to get that lymph out. You have to get circulation going. And those are all part of, you know, a, a very well-functioning, you know, skin, not to mention, you know, uh, skin ingredients, you know, with our products that we, you know, are recommending to help our clients with their inflammation, with their troubled skin. And But this all, you know, the, 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 the acoustics help to, uh, really facilitate all this. It gets everything going. It gets, you know, systems awakened again. And, yes, yeah, so I will do uh, the sound, and then quite often as far as, you know, really trying to uh, help re-educate somebody's skin, I will do microcurrent. And microcurrent is a very, very low, low level of electricity that you don't feel it's subsensory that uh, basically it's mimicking our body's own electrical system because we are electrical beings uh, that's how our body communicates on an electrical system and it reinvigorates reawakens the cells what it is is it's reawakening everything basically that that is okay. the premise of what i'm trying to do to somebody i'm trying to get their skin to you know wake up again and start moving and so i'll do you know in in the beginning let's say i do a microcurrent 
on somebody. I, you're looking at coming to see me once a week for, you know, depending on how compromised your skin is, you know, for, you know, six weeks in a row for once a week or 12 oh, weeks wow. or whatever it takes. And then, you know, I we're going down to then, you know, a little bit longer period of time, a couple of weeks, and then we'll do once a month. Or I have clients as well can get amazing results if we're doing that protocol if someone just cannot come in that much then you know i'll say well giving you what that all means is going to give you something and i still over time and this is all time dependent our our body needs time to heal our face needs time to heal is you know i get a beautiful result once a month so it's it's really, you know, all about what a client can do. So, you know, in my journey, I started and I really, I did the thing. I did, I did the once a week and I, you know, I came down to every two weeks and so forth because I had totally deflated myself after quitting the filler and the Botox and everything. Oh my gosh, it was like a miracle. Like I, like I was lifted and I had my face back again. So it's work, it's a journey, but there are other paths that a person can walk and not feel like there's no hope, especially not everybody wants to do more aggressive treatments and, you know, in the world of fillers and lasers and so forth and Botox. So there's a way, you know, to, to heal your face. Do you think that because you did the fillers and so on that it was a harder journey like, do you feel like you would have been younger yeah. having not done this? Because people are on the fence. They're like, yeah. they're afraid yeah, yeah. to do the fillers. And you've had yeah. this whole experience personally, which yeah. I, I actually have not had. And so, yes. you know, for me, my only issue with the fillers was, okay, people don't know when to kind of stop or you keep right. going and you have to keep right. expanding because the skin gets lax. That's right. And now you've they got laser, stop. which has added other yes. things. Yeah. So yes. Yes. What, what's yes. your opinion on all that? Okay, I have to say I've never done laser. That I never did it. I saw what people turned into and I was it's just not, you know, for me. Yes, there there are irregularities now that I experience, you know, from for instance, the Botox. So I have probably some dents in my muscle tissue that I can't even, that I can't work out. And it's not from age because I've really taken care of my skin. Like I really yeah. don't have wrinkles. Like my skin is smooth. I don't have things that the normal almost 60-year-old person has. Where the things that were treated, I would say I struggle with them. Yes. So the dents in the forehead with the muscle decomposition, basically, because you're, you're dealing with a paralyzed muscle. And that paralyzed muscle lasts for a long time, if you think about it. You are paralyzed on that muscle for, you know, six months, a year. Think about that, what it just laying there, not moving, not being nourished. And... So that, you know, that's where, you know, my microcurrent has come in. It's really helped me significantly to lift the muscle again, to have strength, to build it up, to be able to that energy put back into it and wake it up a little bit. You know, have, you know, I feel lucky that that's all that happened. You know, I worked with a gal in one of the offices that she was in misery. She she was in she was in constant illness one way or another 
uh, with with off the off the repercussions of treatment she had had. I think I think she had gotten the filler. I think it was underneath her eye at that. Point. She was never the same again. She kept having illness after illness, and honestly, I reflect back on it. And she just, you know, one night she came in and we were there alone at the office and she came in and she was talking to me about it and she was crying so much. And she's like, I just, I just don't know what to do. And I know that this is what it is because I've never been the same, you know, and it happened pretty much right after I was injected. That's an extraordinary story, but it can happen. We go through life and our muscles change and our structure changes and and we don't respond the same anymore to these certain things. Or you have that one unfortunate time where you've been good and you do it and suddenly it's not right. And that was another thing that happened like towards the end, especially with my Botox, it became not right anymore. Like I didn't look right. And Did you get my eyes. eyes or is that Yes, I had very droopy okay. eyes and, and that had you know, and basically it was always put in the same place because I have my chart. You know, I had this is where they put it, this is what works for my structure and that kind of thing. But still I couldn't fight it anymore. When I was in my thirties it was, you know, sure, it works. When I was in my 40s, okay. it worked. Some might say it would be the placement of the Botox, and that's why you got that's the good is because of the yes. placement versus right. the actual Botox. Right. So right, exactly. Allergan yes. says every one in 100 patients will have lid drop, and I said, well, for me, I must see every one in 100 patients then. Because that's right, me too. The people that were getting right. the Botox would get that. Yeah. Right. And I've seen plenty of people out there that you can tell when they've gotten it done because they've got the lid drop. And, you know, that's, yeah. that's, that's frustrating to people. It's a sign, I think, you know. I think it's a sign that it might not be agreeing with you anymore, you know, especially when, you know, you've been doing it for a while, not necessarily first-timers. When it begins to change and alter a little bit, that, that was a sign for me. It was a sign. It was a sign to not do it. You know, I just, I needed my yeah. face to be free. I needed a free face, so. So you just felt embalmed is what it is through all of the fillers and everything I, else, and you're like, indeed. I don't like this, yeah, yeah. and it, it's time to change. <laughs> yes. Exactly. But that happens that with aging, exactly. too. You can say that's, that's aging, and you're like, I don't yeah. like how I'm aging, but so yeah. were you unhappy with the fillers, or you were unhappy with how you were aging with the fillers, but we'll never know if it was the fillers versus the aging, right? Or I just didn't like the way it felt. I didn't like the way my face felt anymore. I didn't like the way it felt, you know, sometimes bumpy or uneven. And it wasn't my tissue. It wasn't my face. So that's where it all really started. It wasn't, you know, believe me, I didn't want to deflate my face. Trust me. Yeah, Yeah, there was, yeah, there wasn't anything. Yeah, there wasn't anything good about that. Yeah. And, you know, because I had, okay, so because I had deflated my face and I had not done anything because I wasn't doing microcurrent at that point, you know, great product and so forth. But, but look, you know, what it left me, you know, (laughs) I'm like, well, then I'm like, oh my goodness, you know, I have to really, I have to figure this out. Like this is, you know, I know. I'm in this industry and I can't walk around looking like that, but I can't go back. I can't go back to putting that stuff in my face anymore. I just had a real aversion to it. What you know? year was this? Uh, 2017. Yeah, it was, two, yeah, it was okay, 2017. So I took that first picture, 2017. I bought my camera oh, microcurrent. Wow. Yeah. 
And so I really haven't okay. done it that long. But I mean, I had studied it. Oh. I have books from long ago. It wasn't as though I wasn't, you know, really privy to it. And I took to it quite rapidly. So I got right on it and started working, you know, because that's what we do. We practice on ourselves as estheticians. And, uh, you know, we're the first line of defense. And see how something is really going to work. I started to build the muscle up and the skin, trying to, you know, build the collagen back up. And it's a slow process, especially when you have had that hole put in there from the filler. And then, you know, you have the skin you have to fill up. So it's a whole process. There's very few people that get the results that you get. And that's the whole point is that there is a 10-year difference on average within about a year's time on your customers. And so what you're doing is right. There's something that's holistically happening that that I'm trying to to extract here and say, what is your recipe? And also, what can the consumer at home be doing that you've learned about all this, because I'm trying to say, is there a regret of the fillers? Well, you're saying, I don't like the feel. I didn't like how it was looking. You know, all of this that was going on. So everyone's going to have their preferences. Well, everyone's going to have their price points. And, the, um, and, and all of that. Exactly. Yes, yes, yes. And is it, okay, so is there a regret? I mean, I can't regret. I mean, I, I really try to look on the, you know, the more positive side and say, how can I fix this? That's my job, you know, how can I make it better? Because we have done what we've done to what we've done to ourselves. It's the bottom line. You know, I mean, you can't, you can't go back. You can only move forward. And there are modalities out there now, whether it be microneedling or or microcurrents or, you know, you know, massage even, or, uh, you know, lymphatic drainage, you know, all these things add up to what makes us heal, however we get there, you know, it all, you know, it all works. So it's not necessarily, you know, there's not one recipe, but I'm just saying just, you know, you, you have to add energy back in, which that equals the acoustic device, the microcurrent. And sometimes uh, the picture you put up today, I just did microneedling on her. So how about that? Okay. Oh, so I'm okay. okay. So okay. I, I've but added that tightened. in. Yes. I have yep. added that in for yep. her. So, so you see, yep. it's, it, you know, I go along and I see, okay, so we're at this point and we've gotten this really strong and, and this is going to be um, the next thing because I see, I want to refine her skin texture and the microneedling or even nano needling can help in some cases. I find nano needling works yep. better on a large pore than it does on, uh, you know, somebody doing microneedling. So it it just, yeah. you know, it all, it depends, you know. So yeah. it's all, you know, it's, I'm not opposed to the microneedling at all. I love it in its, in its place. And no, I can't live without it Good either. Point. I, and yeah, exactly. So it is really all about, it's about the journey. Like I said before, this is a journey and it's, you know, there's no clear cut path. But it is really okay. all these things put together, 
and, you know, drinking plenty of water and, and, you know, trying to not be in the sun so much, you know, protect your skin because it's going to, it's not going to pay off in the end. You know, it really isn't. You're going to have to deal with, you know, some things that you might not want to deal with in the end, you know, that you're going to complain about, but, you know, yeah. So, and there's, you know, no good answer, but to, you know, curtail your son. I guess right now what I'd like to know is what do you think are some of the biggest mistakes you think people are making in skincare and what are your biggest concerns? You know, especially when I get a new client, they're trying to navigate what to use on their skin. You know, I, I had mm-hmm. one client come in with two pages. She typed them out of all the skin products she was using on her face every day. Oh, my God. And and I went, oh, well, this is very thorough. You know, I'm like, but this is so interesting and it's so enlightening. I'm like, you use this on your face every day. She said, I do. And so that was, um, you know, that's that's a big concern of, of people overdoing and irritating and inflaming and, and uh, making their skin irritated looking, you know, and that's dryness and, and, you know, that goes deep and that takes a while to heal. So I think, you know, people are trying to help themselves, but at the same time, it's, you know, there's so much out there that, oh my gosh, this is going to do this for you and everybody jumps on it. It's not always right for you and it might not be the greatest of ingredients, especially if it's maybe over the counter. Really, you know, letting, letting us estheticians really guide them because we'll make very beautiful skin for you. You know, we really will. They need to drink more water. You know, it's so important, (laughs) you know. Oh, my gosh. I can't even tell you. Uh, No, seriously, I had this one client in not too long ago, and she was telling me, she's like, oh, she's like, and she's always dry and irritated. And I, I kind of looked at her, and I'm like, wow. I'm like, I didn't even say anything to her right away. And I started to realize how much better her skin was. And she's, you know, she had chatted with me before and she said, oh, I've really, really been trying to drink more water because you told me to drink more water. And I'm like, I think I'm thinking in my head, oh my God, it's like made such a difference. Like it was astonishing how how much better, how much more hydrated she was. Interesting, yes. Hydrating inside and trying to, you know, trying to get away from the sugar as much as you can. And, you know, all those things make such a big difference in the end, especially when we're older. You know, it just ruins our skin, the the sugar, and eats away at our collagen. But do you also find that most people, and again, I know your clients have been coming to you forever, so this is, it's, it's a trick kind of question, but what I've been observing is massive inflammation on younger people. That's right. Yes. And is that the same yes, for because, you? Yes, same for me. It's because they're using the latest and great. So, okay, here's another example. I had a young girl in, and she's just, I'm trying to remember how old she was. Maybe how is she, 14 now. So this is where it starts. So she said, have you seen that one treatment on YouTube? And I looked at her mother and she, and that because I've known her for a long time, I said, you guys, no. I said, I am YouTube. I am, you know, that treatment. I, I, you've got it right here in front of you. Please let me help you. I don't here? know what. No, it wasn't. No, no. It was, <laughs> I, no. I no, call it Hannah, don't. 
<laughs> yeah, I had a don't. Yeah, it's not a cure. Um, <laughs> it's not a cure. Exactly. But no. yeah, you know, so that's their that's the mentality of they're getting, you know, their their YouTube, you know, information and making it part of their regime. But I but, so yeah. the the moral of the story the last next time I saw the mother, she's like, "Oh my gosh, her because they listened to me because I had a little thing with them you know <laughs> and uh okay. she said it's almost clear now you know there's no inflammation she's not dry so that's what i see people trying to solve you know their problems and, and rightly so i mean we all do it but when you've got someone that's knowledgeable right before you and you start talking about other things you know that and your skin's not doing so well that you know th- that's the frustration trying to sell care which that's not a bad thing, but it needs to be monitored, especially when you have issues, yeah. when your skin's in pain or inflamed. But, yes, there are a lot of sensitive yeah. people out there. Yes, yes, All the yes. peels and everything else that was going on with treatments, it still wasn't yes. wrecking the skin, and now we're seeing all this wrecked, inflamed skin. Yes. And I, I yes. blame the ingredients that shouldn't be in skincare to begin I with. I agree. So, Yes. I, I, yes. And I can't they're even say too strong a pro is people. always going to be the best. Yeah. Yes, yeah. of course. Yes, they're just totally. they're far too strong to be out on the market. People don't know how to manage them. And therefore no. then they burn their skin or, you know, Susie Q's in her kitchen selling these products to Mary Sue and they get together and all of a sudden we get the text of oh my gosh my skin is on fire, and how, can you yep. help me? That's what's yep. occurring. It's very sad, and it's very frustrating. And see somebody who's got a license behind them, not not sitting in the kitchen scenario, because I can't tell you the number of texts I've got, help me. You know, I yep. did this wrong thing, and now help me. And rightly so, we can. You know, we can help you know, the sensitivities out there. People are afraid and, you know, to think that they did something wrong, but that's not the case. There's no judgment. It's like, you know, yeah. we're here to help. Yeah, there's no judgment. What is your hero ingredient product that you work with all the time? Like the, the one thing that you recommend the most that's in your arsenal? Right now, I have been really enjoying my uh, peptide products because they're bioavailable. And, you know, our body is peptides. It is amino acids, which peptides are chains of amino acids. And, you know, they're, they're at a good strength. And I have, you know, really changed people's skin in a very, um, you know, non-invasive way and manifest some amazing transformation, some healing and so I really have been enjoying, you know, this cosmeceutical line of products. So, uh, can you say who it is? Uh, yeah, Victoria Deanne peptides. Oh, oh, interesting. Okay. You know, there's there's not one single thing that's irritating about them, or um, you know, causing anybody to have an issue. Only astonishment. They're like, my God, my skin is clear and it's beautiful and it's effortless and nothing smells. Well, I first heard about <laughs> peptides through Ron many years ago from Aminogenesis, and the only thing is, is that he has hyaluronic sure. acid in his stuff, so. 
I won't use it, yeah. but I knew when he first right. came out, I saw some really yeah. nice brightening because they've got tyrosine right. and all these other kinds of amino acids in there that he did a yeah. great job with. But it's just, yeah. you know, that's why I've, I'll be curious to see what hers is like because if she's done it without some of those ingredients that I'm, I've got yes. on my band list, then yes, yes. Um, yes. that would be interesting. Well, and I- yeah, and I'll be okay. interested to hear what you what you think too. But I'm telling you, I am using it on all types of skin. A lot of my clients are really have very sensitive skin. In the past, I've been just uh, about my products a little bit lately, and me getting these products and samples and really being able to try them has um, impressed me because I haven't reacted on my skin. I mean, my clients actually have taken a double take with me when they haven't seen me in a little bit. And I see it in them. Like I see them, look, look, you know, and I can tell that they're making an impact as well. So um, I'll be, I'll be, you know, very interested in, hearing what your take on it is, you know. So we yes, have Bridget course. in L.A. She's 37, and she said she's been getting microcurrent facials uh, to be preventative, but she doesn't see a difference in her skin. What should she mm-hmm. be seeing, and how often you, do you suggest she does it? With microcurrent, you know, even at 37, you know, she's, she's very young, and, you know, you, what you're looking at at 37 is you are looking at a refreshed scenario you're looking at you know you're not looking at you know taking away stagging or anything you know you're you're looking at you know building the muscle lifting it a little bit so you should be seeing your skin should feel softer and it should be a more of a glow but microcurrent is a journey it is a something that you're not going to see you know initially anything because everything's getting either healed regenerated uh, you know, it takes time to exercise those muscles like it is our body, you know, it is, you know, a process. And so initially, like I had mentioned, at 37, I mean, you can come in maybe, you know, four to six times, you know, weekly. And you're going to begin to really get an initial, you know, strengthening of all those systems. And then you just, you know, like once a month. Come in and get it done and just keep doing it. This is only the beginning. And, you know, we see all these pictures, you know, of people that look so glorious, you know, and it's as if they've had one treatment, you know, and, and that's just not always the case. Some, you, some people you can look glorious, but most often you really have to, you know, walk the path and, and do it long term and keep it up. And your skin really will get better and better. Um, so hope that answers Bridget's question. It actually, it, it goes into Elaine in New York's questions because she said she heard if you started microcurrent and stopped that your face looks worse. She wanted to know if that's true. Does it look worse? Well, no, I, I don't think it looks worse. I think that you just go back to you. You know, I think possibly maybe you saw some nice results, a little bit of, you know, firming and um, but but no, ultimately no. What you're probably thinking is that it's going to atrophy the muscle, and no, I mean it it won't. You know, unless it's done incorrectly, because microcurrent is a real big study. It is it is not for the faint of heart. You really really have to know your muscles, and you really have to know, um, you know, what you're doing with it, because you can you can do some things to people's faces, and they're not so good. But um, but. But really, like to answer, 
uh, where you can atrophy, you can cause it to be in the wrong direction, you know, to, to fall, you know, if you don't do it in the proper sequence, like the neck and, you know, and then you build the face or you build the face, you build the neck. It, it depends on what you're seeing on the client, you know, so it's all a, it's all a science, really. You really have to know the anatomy. Go to somebody who's really experienced with it. Or, or has really studied well, and been experienced. Sometimes in the beginning, now I've had this happen, and it is just because what's happening with somebody is, you know, we're getting a lot of detox, we're getting, you know, a lot of lymph movement, we're getting a lot of that flushing, and, you know, oftentimes that's what you're seeing is that toxin. And then what you're left with for a little bit is, you know, the healing process. You know, and we all know that you don't look good, you know, always before, you know, the healing takes place. So, you know, you're looking at, um, again, it's the journey. You're you're getting rid of, of the waste that could have been sitting in your face. And so, yes, it's going to deflate you a little bit, but I am telling you, if you keep with it and you keep building upon that, then healthy more healthy scenario and then the next healthy scenario you are going to end up ultimately with an amazing result typically you know but yes sometimes I have had clients I'll look at them and I'll go ooh okay I you know now that I'm experienced I know the process but to the client you know they're they have to be really nurtured through that and and with experience you can tell somebody, I'm telling you, this is going to be wonderful in the end, but in the beginning, you're going to probably not see yourself like you want to see, you know, what you're hoping for in the beginning. But just stick with it, and I'm going to get you through it. I call it the nutty professor. I, it, it could even happen if someone's walking out the door. Like, their their face looks amazing. Oh, my God, and right? And just drops, and I'm like, I no, know. no, like, right. so Just yeah. hold tight. You're going to sleep. You're going to hydrate. You're going to do all these things. Exactly. And it's going to just, that's like, right. bounce into something it'll, even better. Go, it's like super cool yes, to watch. that's right. Yeah. Exactly. Because I have Amanda in New York. And okay. she wants Amanda. to know, do you believe in home devices? And if so, what's the mm-hmm. best home beauty device tool you think out there? I think home devices can be uh, a good supplement. If you can't make it into the salon all the time and really get a good, strong, you know, treatment, I think that they could be very handy in between. And, um, you know, as far as what's out in the market, let's see. You know, I like, and and this is something that you have to kind of purchase through a professional, but that's how I want people to kind of go because they need to be taught how to do these things a little bit. And so like the Claire Blend Mini is good. You know, that can be easy and efficient, and it is microcurrent. You know, these other ones might not quite be microcurrent, and so that's why I hesitate. I know that that one is a, you know, it has a real microcurrent um, running through it. So I don't know. Do you have any suggestions, Mary, of other ones that you like? Well, you I across actually the- probably going to get yelled at on social media for saying this, but I have okay. someone who, uh, as, as a colleague, and she's a yeah. big makeup artist, and she was like, yeah. I've got these double chins, and my doctor said I shouldn't do the Kybella because my under chin's going to drop. And, you know, the first thing right. was I thought yeah. she just needs a drainage first and foremost. And yes, so yes, I told yes. her, I was like, go get that mini fascia blaster tool and yeah. just work with that. And I said, yeah. I promise you're going to see a difference. And she's like, right. if I see a difference, I'm taking you to dinner. And I'm like, 
okay, so Wednesday. Okay. <laughs> and she, a Anywhere? week later, she's like, oh, my God. I went from two uh-huh. chins to one chin. Yeah, so, there you I'll go. Oh, damn, I think this thing's working. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so no, I like, her, you know, she's like, well, you work with a lot of fascia. Yeah, and, and you, yes, you, you, I, you yourself know, work I, with a lot of fascia. I do. I, I do uh, a lot of fascia work. And so I love gua sha. You know, I, you know, I'll yep. indulge in gua sha. I'll indulge in, you know, a roller. I like the little rollers that are like the metal device with the little knobs on them that really roll. Yep. And you can really, you know, get it, get, get your lymph moving and stimulate the circulation. And that doesn't even have to be, you know, it's not electric. It's just, you know, it's just you doing, you know, the action of it. Um, those are excellent, excellent ways of um, getting, you know, your skin stimulated, but the lymph to drain, you know, to get the yeah. fluid to move. So we move it out and we look, you know, healthy and bright. Um, so, yeah, uh, yeah, on the other, other side of it, yes, those are excellent ways of, of using yeah. a, a home device. Yes. And it's nice. Okay. Sometimes to get it from an esthetician or at least to be able to have an esthetician to help you know how to do it, you know, and, and let yeah. them do it on you so you can see the pressure and, you know, because you don't want to do this hard, you know, this is not, this is not hard pressure work because everything that you're dealing with typically is very underneath the surface, right underneath the skin. And so you really are yeah. having to really monitor yourself. You don't want to get in there and, you know, grind away at, you know, the muscle. You don't want to break the muscle down. You won't want to break the fat down, but you want to gently move the, you know, the fluid and, and the tension, you know, more superficially. So get an esthetician, hopefully, to, to help you, um, you know, manage that pressure feel. Or a good one. Just, these, just these words, you know, just go lightly, you know, and put a nice base yeah. oil on so they move well. Do but you do it, any facial exercises? Exercises, you know, um, I try to really work on my neck because it gets compromised at this point, you know, of, you know, yeah. time and age. And, uh, you know, really it's so important to, to use your products, you know, on your neck too. Don't just stop at your face. Go all the way down to your, you know, your decollete. And keep it moisturized and keep it nourished. Use active ingredients on it. I'll do some things of jutting my jaw out, putting my neck back, and working to keep that jawline as good as you can, and that works the whole neck and so forth. And even, you know, like hanging in a doorway with your arm front, you know, to go forward into the doorway, you know, helps with your posture because that's all meaningful with that whole area. Just to stretch out. Because we're all hunched in our phones these days to stretch out that decollete, really keep it open and, and nice and uncumbered because we are, we're all crunched in. We're all collapsing into ourselves, you know, and our neck is always looking down. Put your neck back and look way up the ceiling, you know, those kinds of things. Move your neck from side to side. Because it really is, it's where our neck is really causing a lot of this problem with our faces falling often yeah so it is it's a whole it's a whole anatomy you know it's oh, a yeah. you know one thing leads into the other finally <laughs> so finally brenda what mm-hmm. is your beauty hack oh my goodness um you know honestly 
I thought about it for two seconds that you gave me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm calling you out, my friend. (laughs) You know, because I'm so um, passionate about really limp, and it is the Mm -hmm. first defense of, of healing anything in us if we get that limp moving. And the simplest thing that you can do, and this may sound crazy, but drink and sip hot water. Just go through a mug of it here and there throughout the day. When? And I'm telling you, it okay. gets your system. And I'm not even talking about putting lemon in it. I, you know, maybe once in a while I'll do some lemon because sometimes that can cause an issue with people. But I am telling you just yeah. to sip some hot water and just sip it. Stand there and drink a mug of it. You know, get a tea kettle going okay. and put some hot water in there and begin throughout the day, several times a day, and that invigorates your system because we don't have time to jump around and get the lymph out. Just do that. And I'm telling you, you will begin to drain, like your body will release excess fluid. It's it's amazing. And there, that's kind of my beauty hack. I want you to drink more water is what I'm trying to get at. But but on top of it, to get that, you know, that heat inside of your body a little bit, it opens up all the vessels and lets them, you know, sing again. So there, that's my beauty hack. (laughs) Well, thank you. That's a great beauty hack. Thank you again for taking out your your Saturday. This took like five months to schedule you because this is your busy time. So thank you again for giving. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Yes. Thank you so much. I'll tell you what, you know, there are some people out there who they're very intrigued and they're very grateful because they don't know why things are happening to client's skin. So put it that way. There's this whole silent, you know, because we don't talk about these things because we're ruffling feathers, you know, but at the same time, we're silently behind the scenes, you know, we're learning from you that, you know, what you keep seeing and what you've studied. There's a very, very, very good reason, you know, why you're doing it, you know, because you're silently educating everybody. Like it's it's so beautiful. My name is Mary Shook, and you've been listening to Episode 9 of Beauty GPS in the Raw with licensed esthetician Brenda Keller of Skincare Solutions, Arizona. I hope you've learned that skincare is tricky, and it's best to seek out a seasoned expert like Brenda when trying to figure out how to achieve your best skin. Brenda and I want you to think about long-term goals and realize age management is a journey, not a race. For more information, please visit beautygps.com. Meanwhile, we'll catch you next Saturday at noon with our next special guest expert who's ready to answer your burning beauty and wellness questions live. Beauty GPS is copyright 2019. All rights reserved.